0: Welcome to Listen With Your Eyes, the show that is heard, not seen. I'm your host, the blind guy, Callum Brennan, and on this podcast, we'll be discussing what it's like to live with a disability. Let's get started. Joining me today is my stupendous guest, Sophie. Welcome
1: hello
0: hi hello <clears throat> you good today
1: uh yeah i am actually i've never done a podcast before so this is quite
0: interesting Uh um See how it goes. Ho- yeah ho- hopefully um can live up to uh can, there you go give you a good experience uh mm. but uh is worth saying that um sophie you are here to not talk about uh blindness you know no. you, you are that is uh not the disability you have you are um folks is, is, you talk about this being your first podcast you are the first a first for this podcast as well in the sense that um uh, you are a member of the uh, deaf community yes yeah, that's also a special being first
1: <laughs> yes <laughs> oh no, uh, yes so. but
0: I, I i am deaf so. yeah I'll see we'll get more into detail about that in a second but um, starting off with the some may consider less interesting stuff like uh, where are you from Sophie where are you currently
1: Uh, so I'm from Poole I always say Bournemouth because no one knows where Poole is but it's right next door Yeah. Um, and I'm currently living in Oxford about two hours, two and a half hours away from home i quite like it here i'm doing a master's as well
0: sure um what's your master's in
1: i'm doing publishing media so all things books and marketing and everything yeah basically the publishing industry it's quite interesting i do enjoy it
0: yeah cool stuff and that um says publishing something that you're always interested in when doing um So it is worth saying here that the way uh, you and I know each other is through uh, doing a creative writing degree.
1: Mm. Um, And it actually came quite last minute. I never really thought about publishing before. I didn't really have the wider context of it until um, another friend of ours, Marin, sort of started talking about it to me quite often. So I didn't actually know where I was going to go after creative writing. Just thought I'd keep doing something that I enjoy, which is books.
2: Mm. That. So sure. quite
0: like it. Yeah, no, that's fair enough and I guess we may end up uh, touching on it again a bit later, but uh, to uh, get back to, I guess, the uh, main reason for us being here, uh, so like, what is the level of your deafness?
1: Uh, I can never remember the Formal terms for my hearing loss. Um, no worries. So my left ear is profound profoundly deaf. Yes. Something to do with some story neural. No idea. Uh, so profoundly deaf in my left ear, so no hearing there at all.
0: Okay. And
1: then in my right side, I can sort of hear the average sound for, like, how we're talking now. But I cannot hear really high-pitched noises, so in fact I can't hear crickets. And I remember my family telling me, oh my god, the cricket are so loud today, and I just did not hear them at all. Um, yeah, and then there's very low sounds that I can't hear, but I've yet to discover what those low sounds are. So that's my hearing loss.
0: Okay. in a bubble. Right, and um, so with the right ear, do you um, use a hearing aid?
1: Uh, no, I have a hearing aid of thought. So it's a Roger Pen um, with a hearing aid thingy. So that's just a microphone that I would give to someone. So if we were in person, I'd be giving you the microphone. And I'd cry my voice. (laughs) I would just be listening in. But uh, because of my hearing loss and the fact that they don't really know what caused it or they don't know much about it, um, I'm not suitable for hearing aids. And if I did have a hearing aid, background noise would be so much louder than the person that I'm talking to. So, yes, I'm the deaf person without the hearing aid.
0: Okay. And (laughs) are you aware of, like, so, as far as um, being a deaf person who's not able to use a hearing aid, do you know, is that uh, reasonably common? Like, can happen quite Uh, often, I guess would be the better way of saying it.
1: I've actually never met anyone with a similar hearing loss to me, Right. so I used to be in a deaf society and um, a lot of the people there, they all had hearing aids and if they didn't have hearing aids they'd be communicating through sign language, so I haven't actually met anyone who's deaf like me.
0: Fair enough, enough. (laughs) one of a kind. Um, (laughs) So you mentioned your family earlier, are you the only deaf member of your family?
1: Um, I'm the only deaf person. It was completely out of the blue. Um, got there's no history of it on either side of my family. Right. So, there's out there
2: too. Yeah,
0: <laughs> no, that's, so. that's fair enough. I think it's, um, mm. obviously I've had uh, people talking about blindness and including myself, I think it's not that uncommon mm-hmm. that it sort of come, comes out of the blue. And there is no history.
1: It can be genetic. And I do sometimes wonder if my future generations will be genetic. Um, But yeah, this one was out of the blue. Sure. So my parents found out that I was deaf when I was 18 months old. Right. And this was during the checks that you have as a baby. When you take your kid to the doctor's, um, you know, they tap things on your knee. They make sure everything's working. That so mm-hmm. they were doing the hearing test there and they noticed that I wasn't sort of responding when they were talking behind me. Okay. I wasn't like looking to, to see where they are. Sure. And my parents also sort of picked it up before then as well. Like they had a bit of an inkling because I would never sort of respond to them. And um, as I got older, I used to mess up the alphabet with numbers because I wouldn't, I wouldn't hear them properly. I think they were saying four.
2: Instead
1: of another letter or something. Okay. Yeah. There's a video of me as well, baby video that has that. They like to bring it out every Christmas. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no no, fair enough. Uh so I'm guess so you're saying like with is it when people are behind you then that's not a good uh I guess yeah, angle?
1: Yeah, uh, I probably won't be listening into to the conversation. I um, probably won't hear. It depends how loud your voice is, really. Sure. Uh, but yeah, if you are behind me and I'm not really seeing you, uh, I probably won't understand much.
0: Right. Yeah. And due to you not having any uh, hearing in your left ear, I'm guessing it would be a sort of similar situation to me from a visual point of view in the sense that um, I have no sight in my left eye where I have some in my right therefore mm. I find it easier for people to either be on my right hand side or ahead of me rather than on my yeah, left yeah I'm
1: always walking I'm always walking on the left side of people yeah and it's very I get a bit, I get very uncomfortable if someone's on my left side sure Um, it, it's just like I'm just awkward it's just like why are you on that side I need to move I will always try and actively move to the left side of people. Sure. In um, the same goes for sitting as well. If I'm sitting at a table, I'll be on the corner on the left, so I can see everyone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's fair enough. <clears throat> so, when it comes to growing up uh, and uh, going to school, uh, I'm guessing you went to mainstream education.
1: I did, yes, Uh, all of them.
0: Sure. Was was specialist education ever brought up as a possibility?
1: Um, No. So growing up, my parents didn't really know much about how to sort of bring up a child with a hearing problem. So they were introduced very late. Um, So when I was in, in year five, year six, uh, the Dorset Deaf Children's Society. And with that would come a load of support, you know, um, in terms of schooling and everything like that. Um, so, yeah, especially if schools weren't really an option because my parents didn't really know much about the deaf community. So,
0: yeah, that's, yeah, that's fair. I don't enough.
1: think I would have gone to one anyway,
2: I
0: think. No? Um, uh, any particular reason for why you think you wouldn't have?
2: Uh,
1: purely because I'd grown up but by that point. I'd grown up in mainstream schools. Um, also, I'm a twin. I had I have a twin brother. Right. And um, when we were younger, we were inseparable. So I think for us to go to different schools uh, from primary school probably wouldn't have been good. <laughs> we're at each other's tips a lot.
0: Sure. Okay, that's fair enough. Um. So. When you went to school initially, I guess yeah, we'll focus on primary. Mm-hmm. Uh, how was um, you know your education when it came to accessibility?
1: Um, primary and secondary was both a fight constantly. Um, but I went to I think two different schools, and I remember one of the schools that I'd went to, the teacher basically refused to believe that I was deaf. She um actually she refused to wear the microphone that I'd give her. So I'd for in the new school that I'd gone to, there was quite a period of time where I wouldn't understand the classes at all as a kid because my teacher would refuse to wear the microphone and accommodate the fact that I was deaf. So consequently my mum pulled me out of the school.
0: Understandable.
1: Yeah, it, what, it was interesting growing up.
0: Yeah, what what age were you at that point, sorry, in that year?
1: Um, Do you remember? This was, this was during primary school years, maybe year four.
0: Okay, so it around. might have
1: been around year four.
0: So like eight, nine years old. So
1: age, yeah, because I went back to my old school at that point. Okay. After being there. But it was interesting because you got to see the evolution of hearing aids. So very early on in primary school I would have a red thumb bag um with a little black box inside.
2: Yeah. And you
1: know the headphones you'd have to use for uh, IT, the like little spongy ones
2: mm-hmm. go over your head. Yes.
1: I'd have them. That that would be my hearing aid. Headphones okay. in a box. And the teacher would wear like a big hefty microphone.
2: Right.
1: And then eventually as the years passed, um I got like a little hearing aid.
0: Okay, and that,
1: so you could definitely tell I was deaf. Yeah, In like you too.
0: <laughs> like so, so as a like as a kid, like that young, did were you aware that you know you were wearing this stuff because of your hearing?
1: Yes, I did, um, and also people would constantly ask me like, "Why have you got headphones on? Why have you got a big
2: box?" Sure, and
1: um because of these hearing aid things, um, I would also speak louder because of the volume of it in my ears, I would then start speaking louder. So I definitely sort of knew that it was to do with my deafness, or at least to do with something.
0: Sure. I think. And I'm just like, with the experience of the teacher, like refusing mm. to believe you, that you were deaf, like. Do you remember how that was for yourself? Because obviously for your mum, your parents, I imagine, you know, Mm. frustrating to insulting really. But I don't know, like as a kid, like, (laughs) did it really, like, did you understand what was going on? Did it get to you?
1: I only had one memory from that day where the woman said, but um, I've got deaf enough really and more of it is from my mum's memory sure Uh, but I remember we were going we were in line to go to the assembly and I was like oh no I need my microphone you've got to give it to the head teacher who was doing the talk for the assembly Mm -hmm. and I remember her just saying no you don't need it like leave it here in the classroom and I'm like no that's my hearing I don't need to take it she was like, no, you need to leave it. And so I ended up leaving my hearing aid in the classroom uh, for assembly. But I don't remember the assembly. It's just that one moment that's in my head. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I don't really know what I felt at that time. I think I was just a bit like, oh, what am I going to do?
0: <laughs> I just would have thought confusion would be the main thing.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think I, think I was just a bit like, oh, well... <laughs> I guess I won't hear the assembly. Although that
0: attitude came a bit later on. They're like, oh, well, I won't listen then. Sort of thing. Sure. So. Uh, so when you had, so, so you moved back to your old school, you're saying while you were in primary was, mm-hmm. and were, maybe not to that degree, but you were saying were things still not great when it came to making that things was accessible
1: better. it was better um, but again me and my parents didn't really understand accessibility until I grew older and sort of you know, developed more of a mind about the things that I needed and wanted um, but no that school was better I used to have a lot more support there um, yeah the only thing is was that people would be quite isolating because I was deaf So it was quite hard to make friends. We didn't really want to be friends with a deaf person. So, yeah, there was that. And secondary school is where a lot more of the issues came up. There was a fight between my mum and my hearing support specialist. So it's the person that comes to see you every month or something to check up on you, check your hearing aid working. Um, Because I would need a... Accommodations for exams, because oftentimes I wouldn't hear the person say stop, stop, like stop writing during the exam.
2: Right.
1: Um, and also with the way some of the classes were laid out, or some of the classrooms that we were in, they were really echoey, or I couldn't see the teacher. So one of the problems was that the teacher would constantly like start speaking while they're facing the board. Sure. So I can't see their mouth. So that was quite an issue. And my mum was. Constantly at the school, and same as my hearing specialist, having a go at the school to get them to get their act into gear, and that went on throughout a lot of my secondary school life. And it wasn't really until about year you know, ten, eleven, that actually kicked into place, and they put the support in place and made changes.
0: So, uh, what did the uh, so what did the support include?
1: So I. Would take my exams in another room, a quiet room with other people who, if I needed like extra time or just couldn't be in the main hall, um, some of the classrooms would be rearranged into like a horseshoe shape for the tables, um, so like a U.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So that I could see everyone speaking because that was another problem. I couldn't hear my classmates and their answers. Um, also, rooms with low ceilings. To avoid echo okay, uh, and just sort of things like that really and just I would have there would be an email that would be sent out at the beginning of term each term to let the teachers know who I am that I'm deaf and stuff like that and then the teachers would come and talk to me so that all happened quite late on
0: no right. <laughs> when it came to working was like for you were you just able to hand write yeah fine yeah
1: the good one of the good yeah, bad things I suppose is that I'm left handed and my good ear is my right ear and Mm. so if I ever didn't want to listen to the teachers like you know sometimes they just talk and talk and talk and sometimes you just want to do your work I used to block my hearing ear with my palm and just write with my left hand Fair enough i wouldn't be listening in class well.
0: sure that was a perk sure so, yeah. um you mentioned uh about um sometimes not being able to see the uh, teacher's face was yeah um was lip reading your main way of um i guess it's
1: not uh it's not like an absolute priority for me like i don't 100% rely on it i do rely on it a fair bit But, I mean, like now, you know, we're not (laughs) lip-reading.
2: Sure. Um,
1: Yeah, no, it it, it was frustrating when they did turn away from the board uh, because it's sort of muffled, especially when you have, you know, your other classmates talking or whispering in each other's ears, Mm -hmm. tapping pencils. There's a lot more background noises. Uh, So it was quite frustrating, and I wouldn't get the questions or a bit of information would be missed. Something that was important, so I was constantly having to ask questions.
0: Right. So. Which I'm guessing that, you know, I don't know, that could, it might be that it worked out all right for you, but I know that that could be very um, daunting for someone when growing up.
1: Well, I always ask the questions at the end of class, so I never actually really did it during
0: class. Okay, well, yeah. Yes. Good good strategy.
1: Save space, but it means my break time would be shorter.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. I guess yeah, that definitely would be a,
2: mm. a
0: negative. Uh, so, with the hearing you have, and obviously you mentioned lip reading, was uh, sign language ever taught to you?
1: No, I. Where was I? I don't remember where I was, I don't remember what age it was, but I remember, oh, I think it was year six. I remember my hearing specialist in year six gave me some sheets to learn basic signs and alphabet. So sign language was never really an option for me growing up. I never got introduced to it. Um, it wasn't until I was in year six and got introduced to the Deaf Society where I met other deaf children, some of whom solely relied on sign language, so I couldn't communicate with them. Um, so I'm, I was never introduced to it, really. I never knew it. I only know the alphabet now and, like, the odd few signs. Um, but, yeah, year six, I was mainly sort of looked into it. And then when I went to university, so I in Cheska,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um I went to the British Sign Language Society. That was run by a couple of girls uh, from, uh, I think, the year above. Um, so I did go there, but none of it's really stuck. So, and I'm not really around people enough to use the sign language so i'd be using it but no i couldn't really communicate with anyone sure so no one around me knows it. okay so it'd be interesting i yeah. do support the decision to make it mandatory in school hmm.
2: i think
0: yeah no certainly would be very helpful uh, hmm. for it to be mandatory uh with like where well, you mentioned uni there um, mm-hmm. was your experience of uh, accessibility better there? Um,
1: oh so much
0: better
1: Yeah, so so much better so you meet with a need professor before you go to university so when you apply you get told that you need to see a specialist so they can discuss what you need to have and stuff
0: Sure, with um, disability student allowance
1: Yeah, DSA it was just so much better so when i'd finished secondary school in sixth form Mm -hmm. i had to hand back my hearing aid because they weren't my property although i drew all over them so sure i hope the next person that has them will enjoy my doodles um but yeah no so i had to hand them back so i had no hearing aids when i went to uni and so the student finance with the needs assessor supplied me with that which was pretty good and i still have it although it's broken (laughs) <laughs> right. um, but yeah, no, they were so much more helpful, and the lecturers are more willing to help you in the sense that you get enough out of their class on um, um, to send you material beforehand and things like that, and offer you one to one if you needed it if you missed out. Uh, sure, you know it was, it was quite a bit better, and knowing that one of my lecturers was deaf as well was was nicer as well. When I came into a class one time full of a cold and couldn't hear anything, he was understanding that I wasn't going to be participating in the group work as much. Yeah. So definitely
0: better Yeah, no, that's fair enough. And I was, um, I see we were sort of, uh, we were peek behind the curtain. We were talking about a bit before we started recording that, uh, mm. yeah, having a head cold is arguably my um, least favourite. I guess, yeah. illness, even though some others, not to get too graphic, can be more unpleasant. Um, mm-hmm. For me, a head cold, as, as as someone who relies on their hearing a lot, you know, and then sec- secondarily, sense of smell, you know, both of those mm-hmm. senses are very much uh, made uh, more useless. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: by, yeah, when I have a
1: cold... Conf- It is bad. I literally
0: can't hear a thing. Yeah. No, I was going to say, I could imagine with the fact of how much I rely on my hearing and it makes it more Mm. annoying. I could imagine that, yeah, for yourself, with having only some of your hearing in your right ear, I could imagine that it would definitely not help. Um, Definitely not. Yeah. I'm guessing, I mean, it may have been that. Um, things had already started to improve on the social front, but I'm guessing you found it easier at uni as well?
1: Uh, yes. Yeah. It, it was an interesting time, actually, uh, trying to be social at uni. So I was in women's basketball at Winchester. Right. Um, and so they, it was pretty good. A bit difficult if I went to trainings because obviously it's quite fast-paced. You're, you're running with the ball. Sometimes I can't hear the shouting like when they're shouting orders. So that was difficult, So I was more of a social player. So that was when my social life sort of came in. I was only there for the parties and things, but it it was interesting because when I used to go to clubs, I couldn't really grasp what songs were playing. I had to sort of like listen for a bit and sort of watch, what like read other people and see Mm. what songs they were singing. So time my friends and the people in my society as well, they would have to tell me what song was playing and then start like singing the lyrics to me. I was serenaded every time. <laughs> and, and then I'd start singing along and then I'd get to know what the song is. Um, but the only difficulty was, was being able to talk to people on nights out. I often relied on my phone to, to text out messages and show sure. the phone to people in order to talk to them. So that part of the social life was fun, but also difficult. Mm. But yeah, no, I think university definitely helped me come out of my shell with having struggled with the deafness and my own deaf identity for the majority of my school life. So it it was nice. Sure. I miss it. I miss it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think. I don't think you'd be alone there as far as missing uni life.
2: Mm.
0: Especially, I think, probably um, exaggerated more so f- uh, for people who are in the same boat as us, whose uh, yeah. degrees ended on a weird note with, Yeah, with uh, the beginning of the lockdowns and really the uh, pandemic getting
1: think it would have been nice to say goodbye to people from our core really so having been with them for three years
0: yeah and i guess we're still yeah. in a situation where uh hopefully graduation does end up happening it hasn't been outright cancelled for us unlike some
1: no i have heard that other universities are going ahead with their graduation so so fingers crossed
0: hmm. yeah for winchester F- very much so uh it's interesting uh to me uh you're talking about going clubbing because, um, obviously it's something I've spoken about with, uh, uh people who have various levels of blindness. And I've talked about how, for me personally, you know, with the loud music and everything, mm. and the fact I rel- rely on my hearing, it could be quite disorientating. But, um, I know, like, and you can tell me if, um, you think I'm wrong, but from my perspective, I think being able to, s- even though it would have been disorientating for you, I think being able to see quite clear, see things I think would help.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, well,
1: it depends what level of, um, drunkenness <laughs> you are. Well, because the more drunk you get, I mean, my vision used to get quite blurry. And
0: so sure, um, my, my hearing and would,
1: deteriorate the more drunk I get as well
0: makes sense so
1: yeah but I mean when you're drunk you don't (laughs) you get by I suppose with the lack of hearing and not being able to sort of lip read people uh, because of the blurry vision Uh, it was interesting I still enjoyed it though I think it was probably the alcohol that made it
0: (laughs) I mean I think that uh, definitely Alcohol and socialising, I think, uh normally good combos for people at uni. Uh, yeah. Not to suggest that you can't have fun socialising without alcohol. Of course you can. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, yeah. No, that's fair. Um, so, like, so you mentioned about um, sort of uh, finding your uh, deaf identity... Uh, As how you put it Uh, I don't know if you are you able to sort of go in more into depth about what you mean by that
1: yeah so when it comes to how I sort of see myself as a deaf person I consider myself to be in this sort of grey area you know how people put themselves into categories either one or the other yeah. I'm in this sort of grey area, I'm not in either. Because I've been told that I'm not deaf enough. So I was I remember being told that I wasn't, I didn't need to have subtitles because I wasn't deaf enough, but I actually use subtitles in my everyday life now. Um yeah, so being told I'm not deaf enough but also being told that I'm not hearing enough. So I was once told that I well, when I was in school I wanted to be a nurse and I got talked out of it because of the fact that I was deaf. So, you know, one or the other, I'm not good enough for either. So does that kind of find yourself in that sort of area? And then also in deaf culture, we have different ways of sort of describing how you're deaf, like um, the capital D deaf and lowercase deaf. The capital D deaf is when you are, I presume, can't fully really quote me on this, but you are uh, profoundly or very severely deaf. Sure. But you primarily use sign language as your form of communication. Right. So that's the capital D deaf. And the lowercase deaf, uh, lower deaf, sorry, is also commonly referred to as hard of hearing. Yeah. And that is when you use oral speech um, and other forms of communication.
2: So sure. you can
1: still use sign language, but you also speak and use other things to communicate with people and so i it really depends i remember going on tumblr looking through the deaf community and some people would argue that if you're not profoundly deaf you should not use the word deaf at all you should use the word hard of hearing like don't call yourself deaf and i remember i got so upset and annoyed by that because i don't i don't i personally don't like the term hearing impaired or hard of hearing I like to be known as deaf, uh, that I am deaf. Um,
2: sure.
1: Yeah. So it, that was just interesting. Trying to sort my own identity out and then having other people sort of say like, no, you're not this, no, you're not that. So it was interesting. And the reason I also like to say that I'm deaf is because it's the most straightforward word that people universally understand and especially from my time working in retail, if you were to say you're hard of hearing or hearing impaired, customers will only see the word hearing and will completely forget the rest of it. They will treat you like a hearing person. So
2: yeah,
0: I
1: like to say deaf because then they're a bit more understanding.
0: Sure. No, and I will think, help
1: you out a bit more.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it's definitely... Um, it's... Wait. It's interesting with the whole... Because I think you have a similar sort of um, discussions, I think, in uh, the blind community as well. To some extent, um, I would agree with you in the sense that I think blind is a good word to use. I know, especially in society, when you say blind, people think... um, you know, wearing sunglasses with a cane or a guide dog and, you know, totally blind. And I'll see one of the main driving forces behind me doing this podcast is to, you know, go against those kind of stereotypes and show that that isn't the case. But I still think to say you are blind to someone just gets the point across more. If it's in an initial, you know, passing statement, and I would imagine the same is to be said for going, I'm deaf to someone just lets them know mm. from the get-go you know i'm not at the very least i'm not going to be able to hear everything you say yeah or do.
1: i think with further conversations you can elaborate on it
0: yes you know you exactly. can you
1: can discuss it a bit more but yeah other part of me statement i think sometimes you do have to be a bit more direct
0: yeah no exactly people
1: just don't understand
0: <laughs> yeah because you can't go into because obviously because i look did other there is the statistic it's something like it's supposed to be like over five percent of the world's population are registered mm-hmm. as having a um some level of deafness. Which is like uh, oh, so like four hundred and thirty million. Um I want to meet
2: those people.
0: Yeah, but that's um but obviously that's gonna vary from you know and the same goes for the um statistic of uh, blindness as well. Um for example, I do remember, uh, I've said the statistic on here before, so I might um, embarrass myself when saying it, but it's something like, <laughs> I think it was over at least, it was over 100, may have been over 200 million of people are considered to have, suffer from some sort of sight loss, say, but only 39 million of those are registered blind. Oh. Um what? Because then there's the thing and uh, the same goes for the uh, st- hearing statistic, I guess, as the um, site statistic is a lot of those are um, elderly people, you know, losing yeah. uh, senses as they uh, get older. Um, so, and I'm not saying it's, you know, I'm not saying they shouldn't be registered per se, mm. but I think that's where it um, sort of comes about. But it, it it's interesting to me that you see it seems that there aren't as many levels because for example in um, granted these are often used in blind sports but I think some Mm. people do talk in them where you've got um, what's known as levels so you've got B1, B2, B3, B4 so B1 Mm. is totally blind and then you know B2 is some sight but not necessarily a decent amount of sight
1: we do have categories but we're hearing it's quite complex uh, right. everyone has different sort of levels but we do have um mild um moderate severe and profound okay so profound being the highest level sure. of
0: loss. yes the
1: mild the lowest
0: yeah
1: we um, do have those categories
0: okay um do you know what what category you're in
1: um so i'm a mixture it depends Again. on which ear. So my ah, left see. is profound.
0: So it's done on each ear. Um, yes. Ah, okay. Um, That's what I was thinking.
1: Yeah, sort of a more specific right kind of
0: thing. Okay. See, so, so, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm aware that of yeah, cause obviously I was aware uh, that you said about yeah being profound in your mm-hmm. left ear. I just I was I assumed when you when you said it, I suppose in my mind I was wondering if it was like you know overall considering both ears?
1: Um, no, it's because it's because you've got two ears so they're sort of are, um, I mean, I guess you do sort of say whether you're moderately or profoundly deaf. Um, but when thinking about my own audiograph report, my left is profound, but my right is also a mixture. My right is, uh, I think, severe loss for high frequency. Sure. But moderate for low. Yeah. So... Yeah, it definitely very. Definitely
0: okay. For sure. Uh, and you mentioned there about uh, working in retail. Is that something you've been doing mm-hmm. um, for a few years?
1: Yeah. Uh, so I got my first job when I was 17. I've had a few jobs since then. Uh, I think I was 17. 17 or 18. I was in sixth form. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's, it's definitely... Interesting. I've had my struggles there as well. Even more so now with um having to wear masks.
0: Sure, yeah. I uh not being
1: able to let read. Yeah. Uh muffled. And you'd be surprised that a lot of people talk quite quietly. And um
0: with the mask on I yeah. I
1: remember I had a customer not that long ago actually, that I work in a supermarket. Um, which I'll probably keep unnamed. But uh mm-hmm. Yeah, I, w- I work in a supermarket and there was this customer and I p- couldn't hear him at all through the mask and I told him that I was deaf and that he needed to sort of speak up a bit. And I just remember him. He started scoffing and he rolled his eyes and just refused to sort of help me out a bit. So, yeah, and then his car got declined. So I thought that was karma for being quite rude to me. Sure. And then, um, yeah. So I then refused to him, and, and he went to the front desk Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you'd be surprised. A lot of people tend to ignore you when you say that you're deaf in retail. I mean... I used to get complaints... Sure. ...to uh, my manager. So this is my first job. Customers used to complain to me, saying that I was very rude. And this was because I'd be walking down the shop aisle, things like that, and these customers they would call for me after I've walked past. So they, um, they're there behind me. Yeah. And so I wouldn't hear them. Yeah. At all. It'd be, it'd be like they didn't even speak at all. Or it'd be like a faint whisper. Sure. I don't register it enough. So then they presumed that I was ignoring them. And so I often got complaints to my manager and my manager would then have to be like, oh, no, she, she's there. <laughs> she's not actually ignoring you. Yeah. So. No, that's... I do wonder how many customers I've annoyed. <laughs> yeah, I'm not hearing
0: them. Well, it's obviously yeah, yeah not. You're not doing it. You're not I'm purposely powerful. being rude. You're not malicious. About, you're no. not being malicious. It's um.
1: I'd, I'd like to keep my job.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you say um. It's funny. You were gonna say you were saying you'd be surprised how many people don't believe you when you say you're deaf. Mm. The sad thing is, I'm but sort yeah. of. Like, I'm not that surprised.
1: They take it as a joke. I I used to get people saying to me, oh, I'm deaf too. And I'd be like, oh, really? And then they, in sarcasm, they'd be like, yeah, like, can you tell? And stuff like, like they do fucking weird sign language and I know they're not actually signing. They're just doing random stuff. Or they say they'd have a hearing aid, but they don't have a hearing aid. Fun fun stuff. (laughs) yeah you get people be like yeah me too but they're not
0: so have you found you haven't had too much of a problem i mean i mean you've had some i guess problems as we discussed there when it comes to working but as far as like Mm. finding employment you've Um, like your disability hasn't been too much of an issue for you on that front there
1: was one uh, job that i applied for and the women really happy with me she wanted to have an in-person uh interview so telephone interviews always make me anxious because I'm just like I never know if they're going to have a thick accent or if the volume's going to be so quiet sure um so it, there was a struggle there with telephone interviews but there was this one woman who um was happy for me to go and have an in-person interview I was like oh okay cool um and then I tend to withhold the fact that I'm deaf until the very last minute. Right. But, because I thought, ah, it's a good fine, I'm gonna have an in-person interview. And she asked if there was any accommodations that I needed. I said that I was deaf. And then after that, she sort of changed her tune and then wouldn't pick up my calls after that to arrange for the in-person interview. Right. So she did change her tune. So that's part of the reason why I keep my hearing disclosed until they've employed me like they've offered me the job and I'm like okay I'm going to let you know that I'm deaf now
0: but and, and you've never had an issue all, where you've done that and then they try to retract the offer
1: no it would just be with that but one woman with the telephone interview so okay. no I've never had that thankfully and I think um the employers can't really do that.
0: No, well. they, obviously, That's a, legally they, they get,
1: can't. It's a discriminatory act. Oh, possibly. very much so, but <laughs> the, the, yeah.
0: it, it doesn't stop people.
1: Oh, I, no, but I would definitely raise a complaint. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I I, I would want a job, so, yeah, I think they know they're under a legal obligation.
0: Yeah. No, to I suppose, so. Yeah, I suppose I was just um, mm-hmm. I was curious...
1: I would let them reject me on the basis of my hearing is if there was a safety concern, I think. I feel so like... I think that would...
0: If, if there is a safety concern, like, to be fair, would you even bother applying for the job?
1: I think for some of the jobs, you don't really realise the safety concerns until you're there. So yeah,
0: that's my current
1: job with the supermarket, if I were to deal with deliveries and, like, lorries and things like that, there could be a safety concern there, but sure. the role that I was applying for I didn't know would entail uh, deliveries. Although I actually don't tend to do them anyway, which is fine. But I think you know sometimes you don't really know until you're there. That's right. Sometimes might be the safety features of a fire alarms, uh, things like that that they'll discuss with you anyway.
0: Sure.
1: So yeah, but I wouldn't apply for jobs uh, where the safety would be an issue. Like
0: an air hostess, I
1: wouldn't be
0: able to be an air hostess because of my hearing. Yeah. yeah. I guess. Yeah. I just in my mm-hmm. mind, I'm thinking. Um, but when I, sorry, I'm, I suppose I'm a bit thrown by the example of air hostess. I was just thinking <laughs> in my head, like thinking, yeah, I guess. Um,
1: yeah, you'd you'd need to hear like. And i say there was a pipe that was burst or something in the plane. Yeah, exactly. You know, you might need to hear the faint whistles of like gas or something.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I wouldn't be able to do that job.
0: Sure, yeah. No, that's fair. Um when it comes to uh I, um, driving, are you are you able to do that?
1: Yes, yeah, I have a licence. Um might be difficult for me to talk to my passengers if I have the window down or something. Uh, because my left ear will be facing the traffic. But now I can drive. If I am able to, I think I'll just need to be a bit more sort of aware in terms of listening and things. But sure. driving requires a lot more than that as well anyway. So but yeah, no.
0: It is a very I, I guess with the wing wing mirrors and stuff, it's a very it's it's very visual isn't
1: it I do have there was a time where I was learning to drive my instructor was also deaf
2: but he was deaf
1: in the opposite ear to me right so both of our deaf ears were sort of facing each other yeah and I remember one time we were driving and there was hailstones really heavy hailstones and the sun was so bright on like the wet concrete sure so couldn't really see where I was driving and couldn't hear so me and my instructor were having to shout at us, shout at each other in the car um, while I was learning to drive. So that would have been a funny sight, um, funny thing for anyone to witness really. I'm sure. Just two people shouting at each other <laughs> yeah. in the car.
0: <laughs> and so, yeah. if you were learning, it would have said that you were, it was a learning driver, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, I was learning how to drive at that yeah.
0: point. So just people just, so. they would probably just assume that you're
1: panicking <laughs> like
0: panicking or pack chatting um
1: yeah but really I was just trying to find out the directions and where to go because I wasn't following a sat nav at that
0: point yeah it was quite early yeah
1: that was interesting
0: no very very much so um so when it comes to things like this like when we're um you know talking to each other um like listening to music, like, mm. are you just, is it just a case of turning it up a bit so you can hear fine on, like, headphones or earphones or did, or would you have to have a particular type?
1: No, I can, I have, I have, the normal earphones. Right now I have AirPods. I like to have my music loud generally anyway. Right. Um, but the odd thing is is that as a deaf person, I actually don't like the loud noises. Um, so I don't like it when people speak really loudly. You know, you come across those people who are quite loud in their presence, That they're just very out there. You know, they're almost shouting. Sure. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like blasting my music either. I just don't like really loud sounds. Um, and I think it's because in my world, I guess, everything's sort of quieter than the average person. Hmm. i'm not sure i don't know if if that is really loud and i wonder how loud it is for the actual hearing people but yeah no i do have my hear my music loud purely because i like it like that but not overwhelmingly loud where you can feel the bass like some people yeah um but the good thing is that because i only have one ear that i use um if one of my AirPods dies, I can just put the other one in my ear.
2: Sure, yeah. <laughs>
1: so I'm not missing out on anything. But the only thing that I've recently discovered is, is I've seen, um, there's been things circulating on Twitter where it's like, uh, videos of music where one your left earphone will play sort of like, I oh don't know, Justin Bieber. And then in your right earphone, or on the same song, it will play like I don't know who the club with, Nicki Minaj, and you could if you can move the earphones just like hear each voice. But I can't do that, but so I don't know how it feels to have Justin Bieber in one ear and Nicki Minaj in the other I can only hear the song for what it is. That's fair, so that's interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, I always
1: wanted to try, but I can't. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean. Obviously, I don't know
1: if i explained that very well. No,
0: no, you did. I'm just, I am just—I was just thinking that, um, I'm not going to lie, the idea of having either Justin Bieber or Nicki Minaj in my ears is um, <laughs> not the most tantalising uh, for me personally. I
1: was, I, was try- I was trying to think of two people that have collabed together and they're the first
0: one's that That's fair enough. I mean, <laughs> to be honest, I had no idea that they, if they did collaborate, because um, when it comes to modern music, I am very much um, on the outskirts. Uh, so... Uh, I'll so take boy, your word. This
1: was
0: like ten years ago, anyway. Oh, was it? I, I mean, that yeah. <laughs> I just illustrated the how out of touch with modern music I am. <laughs> I say, mo- no, even yeah, ten, ten to twenty years, I'm quite out of it. Uh, I'm very, mu- very much a um, a last millennium guy when it comes to my music taste. Okay. Nice. Each
1: to their
0: own. Oh, very much it so. Is uh yes i'm not i'm not knocking anyone who listens to uh modern music or you know music this uh, century mm-hmm. not like it's not like i don't listen to any i will clarify you know but then, you know there's there's some uh but yeah uh so when uh mentioning uh using subtitles um you know for films tvs mm-hmm. uh i know you said it's not a term... Um, uh, you like, but I'll use it as it's what they call like when it comes to the hard of hearing settings, like um, on uh, films. Do you do you not use those then? Are you fine with having it? Because isn't it a case of they, the volume's louder? Am I right in thinking that? It,
2: they
1: have so it depends what film or show or thing that you're watching. But it, they it's quite interesting that they'll have a hard of hearing subtitles. But they will also have English subtitles, which is a completely separate thing. Sure. Um, I sort of switch between the two. Um, volume doesn't make too much of a difference. If it's quiet, yes, I will need to like turn it up. But even if something's louder, that doesn't mean I can grasp what the person's saying. Sure. Um, it, it's context is like the accent, how how fast they speak, and then other background noises. So volume doesn't make a difference, but. I do use subtitles um, when I watch things in my everyday life. Um, I can go without them, but I do get quite uncomfortable if I'm watching a film or TV show and there's no subtitles. I'll get quite annoyed. But sure. a lot of the subtitles for shows, they don't um, do the full sentences. They'll miss out a few words All right. uh, in a sentence. They'll sort of like shorten it down. Okay. I don't know if that's what, to accommodate... The the speaker, how fast they're speaking to keep the subtitles going. But it's quite frustrating. And I've had times where I've watched something and they've missed out whole conversations or whole sentences. And I'm like, what's the point of subtitles if you're missing out sections of what I'm watching? so But I do use them. They are quite frustrating.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine. As far as the difference, sorry, you may have said and I missed it. When, it. when it comes to the difference between um, English and hard of hearing subtitles, is it a case when it if you just went for English, would they not like, say what think, um, for other sounds? So I know um,
1: Yeah, so uh, hard of hearing will often sometimes add other sounds to it, so there might be like helicopter whirring. Yeah.
0: With or background dra- noises. I've had one where it's like dramatic I've, uh, what was it, I've been told like dramatic yeah. music um, Yeah Maybe one?
1: So That is good. I'm glad they do that for the uh, other deaf people that sort of want to know those sounds. Hmm. But I personally don't use the hard of hearing settings. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I just use English because I don't really care that the helicopter's whirring, whether I can hear it or not. Um, But it is interesting because sometimes it will say people talking um, and I won't even realise that there's people talking before the main speech starts.
0: Sure. um,
1: I sort
0: of switch between the two, whichever one's actually Yeah, that's fair. Uh, when it comes... So you mentioned the volume, so have you never tried... Uh, so I know, say, when I go to the cinema, for example, I get the audio description mm-hmm. headset. I know um, there are two settings on it. for. So you have the audio mm-hmm. description, and then you have where it's basically... I think so they call it I think I think it's called the hard of hearing setting where it where it is the so the film but through the headset and you can control the volume of that
1: okay have you I've not heard of
0: that no okay
2: No. I think I all. think
0: I think the idea is that that is for um someone yeah. who's uh deaf in some way or another obviously yeah. I imagine it would be um easier to have that when and uh subtitled as well if you went into a subtitled screening because again before we started recording we were talking about how in cinemas they don't do a lot of subtitle showings
1: no um, there's really not much and if they do at really inconvenient times
0: yeah like you don't. know
1: when you should be working or early in the morning or late in the evening when you're having your dinner like you said
0: yeah because i know yeah. um didn't you you were saying about uh a, a situation you came across where it was um some parents yeah. wanted to uh, take their uh, children who were deaf to the cinema, but they, yeah. due to the inconvenient times, yeah, they weren't able to.
1: It clashed with school, and yeah. school runs and things. And I think also bedtime sometimes. Um, you know, kids go to bed earlier. But I've only ever been to one subtitled screening in my life. And at that subtitled screening, there was a woman that had her hair up in a bun, really high and thick and big bun. Um, and I was just like, I can't even see the subtitles. (laughs) Why am I in a subtitle screening if I can't even see the subtitles? And I think I ended up having to swap seats with, um, I think I was with my sister at that time. Uh, She's taller than me as well. So, yeah, I had to swap seats and try and read the subtitles from her seat instead. But I was also kind of like, if you're going to a subtitle screening, why do you have your hair that's so high?
0: Yeah, no, I think that, that would be something to you would like to think uh something for someone well, to consider i think i needed a booster
1: seat
0: sure no that's it's interesting yeah no i mean i suppose it'd be um up to you whether you ever gave the headset thing a go but if you you were mm. saying you don't normally turn volume up so you it may be that you don't actually find it that beneficial it's just no nah. It's it's just something. Those numbers
1: are quite loud, anyway. So.
0: Yeah, no, there is that. I think yeah, it's probably for people who, whose hearing is really bad. They like really, mm. like almost, maybe, nearly, uh, uh, you know, totally profound. deaf. Yeah, profound. because uh, yeah, it's something that I've, um, especially when I first, when I didn't realise I, you know, you'd because it was a, a button to basically switch between each setting and. Sometimes I would, you know, um, press it the wrong way and then my ears would get blasted. Um, mm. But, yeah, it's... I know, I just uh, always found it um, uh, interesting that they do provide that. So uh, you mentioned, I guess, while we're talking about, like, types of hobbies, you mentioned basketball. Was that just uh, to sort of for fun or is, it, or is it something you follow?
1: Um, yeah, it's just sort of something to get myself involved with at uni, really. Sure. Um, and I was never actively into basketball before at university. That's fair. I tried out for volleyball as well. That was awful. I realized I'm not a very sporty person. <laughs> but I was like, oh, basketball can't be too bad. And it's a small society as well. So I just joined as a social member which is a good thing because you don't really have to play, but you do sort of need to support your team. But so, yeah, I did quite enjoy it, yeah. and I know a little bit more about basketball now.
0: No good stuff. Uh, so when it like uh, comes to hobbies, uh, what would you say are, like your main ones?
1: Uh, when it comes to my hobbies, yes. Okay. So... Oh goodness. Uh, I tend to watch so because I'm so used to subtitles as well. It makes it so much easier when watching uh, international films
2: and TV shows. Mm
1: -hmm. So a lot of people, like a lot of people when I say it to them, they're like, oh, why don't you watch something like that? Why don't you just watch stuff in English? And I'm like, why don't you just get used to subtitles (laughs) and watch other things? But there's so many good shows out there that because people don't like subtitles, they're really missing out.
0: On a lot of good content in film No, certainly.
1: So I that's
0: mean, something that I do. Yeah, merely. Yeah, if I was, if I was able to, no, certainly. There's, there's a lot of uh, content out there, you know, from um, mm. non English speaking countries. So yeah, it's, it sounds very good stuff. But uh, I know um, yeah. I was speaking to someone about it not that long ago, where apparently um, some shows have tried to start doing the thing where. They do audio description for the subtitles, but the thing is, when it's right. a, when it's a film or a show like that where it's constantly subtitles, it's not like a you know one bit. Um, mm. It's sort of it can get a bit um, distracting, or you can get a bit lost with what's actually going on, you know, in the film yeah. or the show. But no, I could I could very much see the appeal for um, watching them if you're able mm. to. Uh, do you have like yeah. a
1: we tend to do that.
0: Do you have, like, a... I don't know, is there a, heard, is there a particular country or um, area that you've come across where, you know, you really enjoy the type of uh, programs they um, or films they do?
1: Well, the Spanish do really good TV shows. Okay. Um, But so I'm quite into one of my friends has really gotten me into horror and thriller films and I've kind of come to the conclusion that um, South Korea and Japan do the best horror slash thriller films. Sure. I've heard you say that. So good. They just focus on jump scares and things like that. Like uh, American movies are the Hollywood ones that they really do make you scared in other ways. They're more like uh, psychological sort of things, but they just they just do them really well, especially zombie films. Cool. They did.
0: Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. Uh, uh, what other than uh, watching uh, uh, films and shows? So, uh, what else uh, do you enjoy doing? Well, at
1: the moment, I'm trying to do a reading challenge. See how many books I can read this year. I think I'm on four, or five, I'm a bit behind in comparison to other people, but I've only just sort of got back into reading. At the moment, I'm reading the song of Achilles. Achilles? never know how to say his name. Achilles, yeah. Um, yeah, the song of Achilles, which is actually quite good. I'm really enjoying that. So, I would like to get back into writing at some point, because I do miss doing creative writing. Sure. Um, yeah, and then Netflix. Yeah, just watching Gilmore Girls too. Fair the enough. Time.
0: On yeah, on the writing front, had that been something you'd actually got into from a young age?
1: Uh, what the writing? Yes. Uh, yes. I used to write quite a lot when I was a kid. I used to read a lot as well. My mummy used to have to take me to the library after school, just so I could get more books until I started being able to buy my own. Sure. Um. Yeah, so that, it did start from a young age.
0: Okay, and you're saying about getting back into reading, is that sort of, because whilst you've been doing the degree and the masters, you've just been reading the academic yeah. stuff?
1: reading academic stuff, also yeah. you're just, for me, just so busy. And I think sometimes reading, although it's relaxing, it does require a bit more focus. So I then gravitated towards Netflix, doesn't really require too much focus
0: yeah no I can, um, I can get that
1: so i sort of got out of the habit of reading but because I'm in publishing and in the publishing industry you sort of need to know what's getting published and what's out there and what's best sellers So I'm trying sure. to get back into reading again
0: sure
1: no no way around so I and just enjoy it
0: sure when it comes to like you mentioned I guess a genre for films when it comes to uh, mm-hmm. reading, do you have a particular favourite genre there?
1: So I switch between uh, contemporary fiction, so also contemporary romance, right. and fantasy, so young adult fantasy. Nice. Um, I'm also making my way through Percy Jackson because I okay. never read them as a kid. So yeah, so fantasy, sci-fi and contemporary really.
0: Fair enough i was always um only a couple of years ago um read slash well, in my case listened as far as the audiobooks um yeah. to uh, the Percy Jackson series series as far as uh, Percy Jackson the Percy Jackson and the Olympians then uh, yeah. have haven't got to um the other stuff like Heroes of Olympus and all that but um no. considering my first introduction um to uh, Percy Jackson was uh, the films
1: uh, yeah. The books yeah. are a lot better. <laughs> I do agree. There's a lot more detail. I'm on book three now. Oh, okay. so I'm hoping they'd do the TV show justice. The yes. The
0: one that's going to be
1: coming out.
0: I'm not going to lie, that was one of my big uh, point pointing twos when it came to um, Disney purchasing 20th Century Fox. Because I mm. remember that the Percy Jackson films were done by Fox, so therefore the rights were there. And I was there like, it's... On paper, it's the perfect series for Disney. Mm. Uh, whether they do it in yeah. film or show, I was there. Like on paper, it yeah, it's great. So I yeah, I agree. I'm hoping um, uh, you know, fingers crossed that they uh, uh, do it justice. On that it's one.
1: a shame because Logan Lerman was such a good Percy, but the way they just did the film didn't really highlight that. Thing. I also, now he's
0: they also don't just older. think yeah I was, well the older thing i also don't think i know i don't think the directing was the best on him because he no. he always sounded angry <laughs> and angsty yeah. and they were very much trying I think again ramping up the teenage factor yeah but, for
1: sure
0: there you go um <laughs> I guess uh last thing i was going to ask uh before we wrap up was uh, when it comes to like being Uh, out and about like how like have you ever like found any um, issues Uh, because I guess uh, you know I think deafness I don't think it's unfair to say has often been referred to as uh, you know an invisible disability in comparison to things like uh, being a wheelchair user being uh, blind Mm -hmm.
1: yeah you do There is I mean uh, from different angles, I guess. So I can't hear bicycle bells sometimes, um, or sometimes I want not hear when a car is coming. So yeah, I, I do have to be a bit more aware. And one time, for some reason, cyclists don't tend to slow down when you're not moving out the way.
2: No, they I've noticed that too. They still go
1: incredibly fast.
2: Yeah.
1: And so um, when I was younger, and sometimes now still. My brother used to have to yank me to the side. He used to literally, like, pull me
0: because sure. I wouldn't hear the
1: bike bells and I wouldn't move out of the way so to avoid getting hit. Um, and then for cars as well, um, I, used to tend, I used to hold on to people's arms <laughs> when crossing the road.
2: Right. So I'm not entirely
1: sure why, but I think that's also, like, because I wouldn't hear the cars.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, you know, if they were to come around a corner or something, when you're not crossing at a traffic light, I mean,
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I get that. And I mean, I'd imagine that's getting Mm -hmm. harder and harder potentially now because I know it's something that um, I know a lot of blind people have uh, complained about that with uh, the, it's good for the environment, granted, but um, electric cars are, uh, they're a lot Mm. quieter. Yeah. No,
1: they are. I think as well now cars in general are sort of becoming quieter unless you have a really expensive, I don't know, Lamborghini or something. I can't remember what it is. The what? car that corrals.
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. You rev th- the
1: engine, yeah. I, th- I
0: think Lamborghini, Sports, I don't know cars way. very well. Or to be honest, if you're just <laughs> one of those people who likes revving the engines. Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, you can hear them from a mile away. But exactly. Yeah, the majority of cars, I think make them quieter now. Are you? But, a-
0: um, what? Sorry, on, on cars, mm-hmm. are you okay with like sirens and stuff from, um, you know, ambulances, police cars? Yeah, Yeah.
1: yeah. Loud, there. I have to cover my ears.
0: Oh, yeah, they I, I hate them
2: <laughs> oh, so so
1: loud. So, yeah, no, other than that, I'm pretty okay out and about uh, by myself. I just have to be a bit more aware in terms of pedestrians and people who skateboard, sure, and things like that. The only struggle would be like in a cafe or restaurant, um, or sometimes even just going into a retail shop of a customer. It can be hard to hear the staff members. Yeah. So sometimes they would like another person. I do tend to rely on other people a lot to um, tell me what the employees are saying. Sure. So when you're by yourself, it's a bit more difficult.
0: Yeah, no, I get that. But, I mean, for yeah. different, different elements, but I mean, from my point of view, I'd agree with that when it comes to being yeah. blind as well. <laughs> um, but... I guess was has a have you would you ever consider a hearing dog?
1: We uh, we mentioned this briefly before the call yeah. started, but I'd actually never really heard about them much.
0: No, which I'm uh, surprised. Oh, cool.
1: I I have a vague memory. Yeah, it, I'm surprised as well. It's just I I wouldn't. Um, briefly before the call started, um, when we had that quick break i looked at the hearing dogs mm-hmm. and you do have to be um significantly deaf in both ears unfortunately i do not qualify for uh, hearing okay.
0: dogs. that makes sense
1: i would love to have a dog or a cat though <laughs> i really do want a pet right now
2: sure
1: uh but no um you know in terms of mobility i can get around yeah. i don't think i really sort of need a dog for that it would just be sort of more conversing
2: yeah other people that I think I would
1: need help with. Yeah, no that's fair. So a dog would indicate something. I yeah.
0: And it, it I mean it makes sense, I guess, that that you um that they um uh I guess to, to qualify to get one, they um look for you to be pretty um significantly um yeah. impaired in both ears when it comes to deafness. Yeah. It makes sense. Cool. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think uh, we've definitely covered a lot there. There's
1: uh, so much. <laughs>
0: yes. Um, thank you again for joining me, Sophie. No worries. I'm happy to be
1: here. Yeah.
0: Nice to talk. <laughs> definitely. Certainly is. Uh, so, thank you also to those of you who are listening. And. Until next time, goodbye. Bye. Well, that was a very informative chat. Hopefully you found it educational and somewhat entertaining. You can follow me on Twitter at TheBlindBrennan, send an email to TheBlindBrennan at gmail.com or join the Facebook group, Listen With Your Eyes. If you can like, share and rate the podcast, that would be very much appreciated. You've been listening with your eyes and you'll hear us again next time.